afternoon everyone and welcome to life after school yeah we have somebody here with us and then we're going to be having a fantastic time today again as i mentioned earlier you must get ready to be hit by a few blows all right now we have someone in the house today um let me do a brief intro for her she's an editor she's a writer She's been writing for years. Now, I just asked her a few questions, and I found that she's been writing for over 18 years. She's edited over 100 books. She's been a ghostwriter for over six books, and she's amazing. This is absolutely amazing. She's written 10 books. And for the past 17 years, she's been working with youths with a focus on training young, training young people to lead. Now, that's an awesome job. Now, I want to warn everyone, again, fasten your seatbelts, you are in for a ride today. Ma, you're welcome. Can we know you? Thank you very much. My name is Toyo Ladele. Okay, um, what do you do? You already said it. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a publisher. I write, I edit, I work with young people, I I coach young people. You coach young people? <laughs> yes, like, um, like mentoring, like mentoring and all that for young people. I work with young people. Okay, now here you see you coach young people about what? Um, leadership. We do a lot of... Um, a lot of leadership tra- leadership training leadership training for for youth all right i believe so strongly that um, in every single person in every young person i'm passionate about young people actually i'm passionate, just passionate about young people i look at them like um when we're not here anymore when when those of us who are a little older are gone they are the ones that will take over and whatever we say we're working for we're working towards they are the ones if we don't prepare the future if we don't prepare them to take over then we are not leaving a legacy aha aha now that goes to the question do you think that um young people who leave school whatever the school secondary school university whichever do you think they're actually prepared to lead not most of the time no no a few people are fortunate you know but uh, most of the time no um, most of us are not prepared for the kind of life that we meet after school. Okay. All right. In the workplace, financially, health-wise, relationships, even marriage, business, most of us are not prepared. We just, um, it's like, um, we do a lot of trial and error. You understand? We do a lot of trial and error. You just, um, it looks like what our parents just felt we needed. We just, not just our parents, society. Once you have a good education, go to school, get your degrees, get your certificate, and that's about all. Then go find your way. Okay. Now, let's talk about your your experience and work with youths, and especially training them or coaching them on leading. How easy has that been? Teaching young people to lead. You know, interestingly, the funny thing is, so, you know, leadership is actually innate in many of us. In, in many in many of us, not just young people, we, the challenge usually that I found is that we don't even believe in ourselves. We don't believe in ourselves to be able to know that we even have something to give. 
most of the, and I also think you know the fact that um, there's a there's a um, the teen years bring with them some particular some peculiar challenges to young people. You know, in that that turbulent that turbulent period, you know, there's a loss of confidence. You know, there's um there's um this is this insecurity sense of a great sense of insecurity, and if it's not properly handled, usually by the parents and people at home. If a young person doesn't grow up in an enabling environment, he or she grows up not even having not even have any having very little confidence in themselves in the fact that they have something to offer. So basically what we start from, what I start from, is helping them to see that you are an individual, you have something to offer. There's some things God has invested in you, you know, that you can offer the world. And, you know, whether we like it or leadership is influence, actually. If you can influence one, two, three people, you're a leader. If there are one, two, three, even if they're children that look up to you, a leader. So when we understand that, that it changes our perspective. You know, I've seen people who have um, who have emerged, you know, and all they needed was somebody to say, I believe in you. I believe you can do it. Even if they did not see it at first. Most of us, the challenge is, you know, when we look at ourselves, we don't really see, we don't see those things that we have. We don't see those those skills, those abilities, those giftings, those, those enablements that we that we have actually been um, that that's been inve- that God has invested in us. And so and you know if you don't see something you can't deploy it, you can't use it. So many people that are supposed that can be leaders that should be influencers. They're just they're just sitting down somewhere, hanging their head somewhere and uh, and just following and not being able to get up in their inside. Not to talk of even being able to influence others as they should. You know, and um, unfortunately, the people that end up influencing our young people, they have negative stereotypes, role models that are that go all out to teach the wrong thing. You know, all out to impact impact the wrong values, and so because everybody, the whole world looks for leaders. Mm. The whole world, we are all looking for leaders. You're looking mm. for somebody you can look up to. If you know how many people are longing for mentors. You need to know how many young people wish they had somebody that could mentor them, show them the ropes. You understand, you know. So there's there's this drive, there's this crave for leadership. The world is looking for leaders. The world is looking for heroes. You know, the, the masses are looking for somebody who can stand up and say, look, this is the direction we're going. And it has to start from these young people. Oh. If we're not going to lose them, we need to be able to teach them that. Thank you very much. But now, you, you came across a point that actually bothered me. I walk around town, I stand up people wearing um, jeans, torn jeans, and it's become like something in vogue now. And I'm wondering, um, who, who taught them that? Now, how can a young person who um, is being trained, who is being trained, or is trying to be a leader, how can he help himself from being influenced by wrong leaders? Or by wrong um, role models, maybe music role models, or um, some some people like that. You see, um, I, I heard I heard somewhere was it here? I read it somewhere that um, when somebody wants to, people who count money will work in the vaults in banks. Okay. All right. What the first um, the first aspect of their training, they are taught to handle genuine currency. Okay. So when they've handled genuine currency for so long. They now introduce them to the fake. Because they've handled the genuine so long, 
they readily identify the fake when they oh. sight it, when they touch it, when they hold it. Now, the same thing applies. You teach someone the right thing. You teach them the right values. You help them to understand what makes them tick. Help them to see what they have inside. You know, when something that is negative or that is contrary comes, they are able to smell it, identify it from afar. Mm. They might not be able to explain why they feel there's something wrong with that thing. But something inside them just knows that look, there's something offish about this. Mm. There's something wrong about this. There's something not quite right about this. And, you know, it's, it's the same way with teach children. You don't start teaching the children by saying, don't do that. The first thing we do is do that. The first thing we, we teach is how to do that, what to do when you're in this situation, how to handle that, how to manage that. So the child, you know, is built on a solid foundation of knowing what to do. So we don't start with the child. Says, no, 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 you don't do that, you don't do that, you don't. That's a negative mentality. If, you know, I don't do that, I don't do that, so what do I do? Mm. So the, where we start from is being able to show them and teach them and expose them to right values and right concepts. All right, and once we have been able to do that, then it's easier for them to be able to sniff out whatever it is that looks wrong, that feels wrong. You understand? So I'm, I'm going to ask. Uh, sorry to cut you. I'm going to ask a very, very touchy question. Okay. Um, do you think parents are good leaders? Are they are they leaders enough that they can even mentor their children or their teens or their youths to be good leaders? Well, I would have said I'm sorry to say this, but I'm not really, I'm really not sorry to say it. <laughs> Most parents are, are poor leaders; they are bad leaders. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. A lot of parents are very bad leaders; are very bad influences oh. on their children. No, I'm not sorry to say that. It's just the truth. There are parents out there that are doing their best. That are doing all they know to do, giving all they know to give. But the challenge even with many of such parents is that they themselves were not really taught some of these things. Mm. You can't give what you don't have. Mm. So we can only give. I'm a parent too. I can only give what I, I have. But you know what I've had to do? I've had to retrain myself. Mm. I've had to learn. I believe life is a school. And learning is something that is non-stop. Mm. I've had to learn. I look around. I read a lot. I observe people. I watch people. I learn. I pick good values, and so I relearn. Yorubas will say, you know, um, let me see, let me see how I can interpret that. Okay, um, yeah. they give back to. Are you reinvent Yes, you re yes, we are, we are supposed to keep reinventing ourselves. Mm. So it's not enough for me to say, okay, let let me let me handle from this. For instance, somebody taught me how to handle money. Mm. I had to first, I had to go and learn how to handle money. I'm sure many of my readers, many, many people listening to this can identify with that. Mm. Okay. Nobody teaches you how to handle some particular relationships. We learn it from the street. Some particularly relationship with opposite sex. We learn it from the street. We learn it from her friends. Hardly do we hardly does a parent sit down and say, This is how you handle a boy is um is um a boy is making advances at you, this is what you do, this is how you handle it. Because they themselves are not taught, so they don't it's difficult for them to be able to say, Okay, this is a, okay um to call a child and say, Look, this is what you do. They they, they just don't know how to go about it. So do do we do we do we leave the, the youth to teach themselves or teach him or herself how to lead? Or do we say, okay, let's find a, a someone like you who is a leadership, who's a leadership um, coach to say, okay, let's 
get all these people together and push them to you? Which do you think is best? We bring them to you or we tell, we tell them, you are a youth, you are a teen, teach yourself or find out how you can lead it. I so think it's both ways. It's both ways. Okay. All right. It's both ways. No matter how much a leadership coach tries to teach a young person, unless that teenager, unless that young person is actually open and willing to learn, he or she is not likely to get anything from it. So it's both ways. And no leadership coach can teach you every single thing. Okay. So we we continue to reinvent ourselves. I encourage young people read. All right? Understudy people. Expose yourself to 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 things that are, can be beneficial for you. You know, keep learning. Keep learning. I mean keep le- never stop learning. You know, I believe the day a man stops growing, he stops he starts dying. That's true. The day anybody stops learning, when the learning comes to an end, you begin to atrophy. Mm-hmm. So we keep learning, we keep reinventing ourselves. I should be able to say that I'm better than I was last month. Mm. I should look at myself and know that, okay, last week I was like this, but this week I've improved. This particular aspect of my life has improved. You know, it has to be a continuous process of growth. All right? So leadership coaches have their place. They guide, they teach. But each individual too must also have his or her place. So I take what the leadership coach teaches um, teaches me. I go back home, sit down, look at it, find out, you know, like the Berean Christians that uh, the Bible was talking about. Somebody, in Opo, uh, somebody teaches them, you know, Paul, and, and the Bible says that they go back and they find out if these things are so. So no, whatever anybody teaches you, you go back and sit down and think about it. Is this thing really true? Is this thing really so? Do some research. Thank God for technology. I mean, you, there's almost nothing you cannot Google. I mean, you can Google how, how to cook okra. You can Google how to drive. You can Google how to wipe your face. Anything. You can Google how to cough, the right way to cough. You know, so we, we have access to information. This is an information age. So we keep reinventing ourselves and then we, we sit, we learn from anybody that has soft stuff to offer. So it's both ways, I would say. Okay, now, I have, um, this, this is... Um... Um, well, it's coming like this, but let me ask this question because I've asked you before. Um, you worked with people, young people who were cultists before, who have been involved probably in the occult, but really, really neck deep in the cult. How did you manage them and how did they get out of the mess they found themselves? Whoa, that's a that's a tough one. It I takes know, yeah. it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of perseverance, and also takes tough love. All right, tough love. Um, I mean, it's, it takes being able to see. You know, you know, there's a way that you can look at somebody and um, and see in that person what they don't see in themselves. Mm. You know, many times we, we we do not we are not even able to to um, know ourselves fully. So, for instance, if I want to know all, what I need, so some things I might not see. You know, I can't see my the back of my head, for instance. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else I can see it. Yeah. In the same in the same way, you know, with, with one of the things I tell young people when I'm teaching is okay. You want to know yourself. Look, somebody who is very close to you, one or two people, ask them for a candid opinion, a candid assessment. Of, your, of who you, of your personality. You know, and be ready to hear things that you don't like. All right? So, um, when it comes to these young people, we, you know, sometimes you don't see, I don't know, I think it is God that just does that kind of stuff, you know. You look at somebody, I think Jesus is the same thing. He looked at Simon Peter. 
you know the same the same name simon means a reed a reed is something that is flimsy that unstable. is unstable you know that's a weak that is um that can be easily tossed around he looked at this reed and he called that reed a rock oh. because the name named peter in son named him peter peter means a rock yeah, so yeah, it's, stability yes yeah, stability yeah, wow. so you look at somebody but you see something else. Mm. And I believe that's the way God looks at us, at us. So you look at this guy who is deep in the occult and just imagine for once what God could do with this life. And you now walk with that picture? Yes. Oh, that's, that's a lot of faith. You know, walk with that. If you don't, you have to see the end of them in the beginning. That's what gives you hope. That's what keeps you hoping. That's what keeps, gives you the push. You know, you believe in this person. You know this person. You know, I tell I know you can be more than this. I know you are more than this. I know you can beat this. I know God has a plan for your life. I know that plan can be actualized. I've read stories. I've read testimonies. And I've seen some of it too. You know, when there's a complete turnaround. Complete turnaround? Complete turnaround. It's not, it doesn't happen overnight. Okay. It's, it's gradual. But you, you see, lives change. I know Jesus changes lives. You know, if there's anything that I believe in, I believe, um, you know, it's not just psychology now. It can't be just psychology now. Psychology won't do it, won't finish it. So the change must start from inside. Okay. The change starts from inside, you know. And, and when somebody says, okay, I'm ready to change, I want to give this up. And one of the first things I say, you need, you, need, you, need, you need the Lord, you need God to help you. You need Jesus in your heart. And once they do that, when we know we can walk together with the person, many times they fall. Mm. They fall back into their old ways. They fall the rise. They fall the rise. But we are there. You know, we are, we are going. Through, I, I let them know we are, we are sticking this through together. I'm sticking with you. Okay. And there's this song I love so much. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It's, you know, it, it's like no mountain. It won't. God will go to any lens for any one of us. He will go to any lens to ensure that we are restored, to ensure that we are whole, to ensure that we achieve what we are supposed to achieve with our lives. And so we ourselves must also be able to look at people like that. Regardless of what we see now, you should be able to know that this person has a bright future and that keeps you going. Okay, thank you so much. We're running out of time again, but then we'll have two questions. Number one, speaking to the youth now, or the young person or the teenager, um, can you give like um, a recipe how to become a good leader? Maybe about um, two steps or three steps to becoming a good leader? Is it possible? <laughs> <laughs> and then for the parents to uh, maybe two or three steps or five steps to be a good leader. To be a good parent or to be a good leader. <laughs> How do you do two steps to leadership? Maybe five I, steps. Then. Five steps, uh, I don't know. Okay, maybe ten steps. <laughs> well, um, becoming a good leader. Leadership is just is influence, like I said. Leadership is um, the best leaders lead by example. We've been having our servant leadership for a long time. Basically, lead by example. What does it take? What does it take to be a leader? You see something, you do it. There are three kinds of people that I say. There are people that um, that see. There are people that. Um, how do I explain that now? Three categories of people. Okay. Some people make things happen. Okay. Some people watch what happens. Okay. Some people wonder what happened. Mm. Okay. Some make things happen. Some just sit down and look there. They watch things happen. Some wonder what happened. Mm. You know, I, I, I encourage people be the one that makes things happen. Uh huh. Yeah, I like that. Be the person that makes things happen. You see, something's not going right. Take it upon yourself. Somebody called it uh, the meddling leader. A book I was, you know, somebody I was working with some time ago said, "Look, you have to become a meddling leader." What does it mean to meddle? You meddle in something that's not your business. As a prognosing leader. Oh yes. <laughs> 
Okay. I mean, um, like um, like this saying that um, we, we used to we used to you know recite a long time ago, very over and over again. Everybody says that somebody should do what anybody could do. In the end, nobody did it. So be the person that does it. All right. You know, it's easy to say. It's easy to say it's none of my business. Let somebody else do it. Let somebody else handle it. Yeah. A leader, what shows are you? It's just having a sense of responsibility. All right. I know that this thing is not right. This thing can be better than this. And I can do something. And I can do something about uh, yeah. it. Yeah. That's that's the stuff leaders are made of. I can do something about it. And just not to just say, I can do something about it. You have to be able to say, I will do something about it. And we get up and you do something about it, no matter how small. Okay, now, um, what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote? Hmm. Okay, two, basically. Okay. Um, okay, two. Well, okay, three, two. All right. all right, okay. The first one is, let me say, Martin Luther King Jr., I think you already made, you, you recited that yeah, earlier. Mama, you should do it. So <laughs> okay. okay. So if you if you can't run, then you if you can't fly, then you can run. If you can't run, then you can walk. If you can't walk, then you can crawl. No matter what you do, you have to keep moving. In other words, never give up. Mm. Okay. If you can't reach, if you can't move, if, if you can't move at the pace you want to, if you don't get exactly what you want right now, just keep moving. Just take those those tiny steps, those baby steps. All right, just keep moving. Don't stay started. Don't stay on the same spot. The other quote I like so much is this: I've said that so often to my young people, and once I start, I make the first. They can finish it for me. Look, <laughs> um, your blessings will come where your obedience takes you. Your blessings will meet you where your obedience takes you. Obedience to God, obedience to your leaders. Obedience to your mentors or people that you look up to. That's your, that's your obedience to the vision that you see in your heart, to the dreams that you see in your heart. Your blessing will meet you where your obedience takes you. So when you keep moving and keep obeying and keep walking, that's where your blessings meet you. All right. Now you heard that, people. Number one, keep moving. Number two, your, ble- Did I get it right? your blessings. Your blessing will meet you where your obedience takes uh-huh. you. So you heard that your blessings are going to meet you. Where your obedience um, takes you. Takes you. Now, as we end this um, podcast, okay, you have something well, to say? Um, there's a scripture I just remember. So we, oh, if you're right. willing and obedient, Isaiah chapter 1, I think verse 19. Yeah. So if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You know, those are two things. Mm. One thing to be willing and another thing to be obedient. Okay, it's not enough to say, yes, I want to, I want to. We actually need to get up and do it. All right. Okay, that's what makes a difference. You heard that, people. Uh, and don't forget, Zuranda, we'll meet next time. But don't forget, tomorrow is coming and you'd better be ready today. Oh, keep moving. Don't stop. And uh, your blessings, again. Um, your blessings will meet you where your obedience takes you. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll meet another time. Bye-bye.